It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to the Go Birds Podcast. Slot to the far side. Devontae Smith to the near side. Can one of them open up? They go to Scott. Tries to sweep. He's at the five. He pushes forward. He is in for the touchdown. Boston Scott. Speed. Speed kills in this game, and Boston Scott has it in abundance. He gets the ball out on the edge, and it's really just outrunning the defense, outflanking the defense when he gets in that wide position from the running back spot. Yeah, that would be the third touchdown of the first half, giving the Philadelphia Eagles a 21-7 lead. Welcome back to Sports Radio 94 WIP. This is the Chickies and Pete's Players Lounge. We're Chickies and Pete's in South Philly, home of your NFC champion, Philadelphia Eagles. All right, now listen. (laughs) You got to do it now, man. You got to do it now. Well, I gotta wait for Jordan to oh, get yeah. here. Let's yeah, do it yeah. twice, man. Yeah. Let's do it every segment. That'll be the comeback each well, That's time easy for say. you to say. Yeah, exactly. I almost well, died on the air. Oh, I heard. Trust me, I heard. Yeah, I thought you were done, though. Well, I'll tell you, man. I'll tell you what. Victory! There it is. There it is. There it is. All right, you got to get the people what they want when they want it. Um, what an awesome game yesterday, Elliot. Yeah. Uh, he goes. <laughs> he said, "Do it again." Monty, <laughs> Monty G is really trying yeah. to get me to pass out here doing the Ike show. Mike wants to make it to Arizona <laughs> next week. Yeah, I want to be here to see this thing. Yeah, Monty do the G. final victory two weeks from now. The great Monty G's in the house tonight. Yeah. By the way, what a great turnout tonight here at Chiggies and Pete's Eagles fans, and they've been here. Now, normally they show up around six for Brandon. You know, right, Brandon's yeah. usually the star of the night, and we all understand that and appreciate that. But I got to give them a lot of credit, man. It's been buzzing all day long. Uh, this city, this fan base is excited right now. I mean, what a six-month run this city has been on. Yeah. When, you think about, when you think about the sports teams in this town, and 
it's fun for for us, Elliot. What we do for a living, like this is why we do it. 100%. We want these moments. Yesterday, the Eagles delivered. Now, I, listen, I've been a part of four of these things, right? Mm. I've only been victorious in one of them. It's about to be two for you. So, no, no, no. I mean, in conference championship games, I actually played in. Mm-hmm. So, you, I say that to say, don't take these moments for granted. I say that to say that. Like, they actually won yesterday when they were expected to win. They were the better team. They've been the better team in the NFL all year long. But the better team doesn't always get a chance to go to the Super Bowl. And so the Eagles finish that portion of their, 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 their goals that they set for themselves to put themselves in position for the grand prize in two weeks. It's just, it, it felt great to be in the stadium yesterday. Great job by this fan base turning out, but an even better job by the team doing their part by giving us something to be excited about, man. What a, what a game yesterday. Yeah, I mean, I heard, I heard, yeah. I, I heard a lot of fans say it was unbelievable last night, right? Yeah. But it was actually completely believable. <laughs> they, they've been dominant all season, right, yeah. all year. And I think that with how good they've been and what they did the last two weeks, it can almost not feel real. But think about this. They've allowed 14 total points in two games in the playoffs. In both playoff games, they've rested Jalen Hurts in the fourth quarter to keep him healthy. Like, that shouldn't be happening in the NFC Championship game. That shouldn't be happening in back-to-back weeks. And what you're seeing is a team that, no matter what team they line up across from, is going to have the more talented roster. And if they play their game, you see what they can do. They dominated that game. I don't care if Jimmy G was at quarterback, Trey Lance, Brock Purdy, whoever. You could put a Joe Montana back there, whoever it would have been. The way they dominated the lines... That quarterback had no chance. You saw early on. Whoever was back there was running for their lives, and that's what makes this team great. As much as we love to talk about the outside, the receivers, the corners, and they're all great players, this is the best offense and defensive line I think I've ever seen in terms of just their ability to completely take over every week. And, and Nick, Sirianni, Nick Sirianni said last night, he said he thinks they're the toughest team in the NFL. And you know we've been doing this, and sadly, this is our last players' lounge of the the season. You know, yes, it make, makes me a little sad. But <laughs> but they, <laughs> there's been so many times this year where it's been, well, the Titans are coming to town. Wow, they're going to be really tough. Yeah. Or the Giants are coming to town. They're playing really well. The Niners, they're so tough. Those three teams that we all thought that would be tough for the Eagles, they beat them 104 to 24 this year. Yeah. They dominated those three teams. Every single time there's been a challenge for this team, mm-hmm. they have passed it with flying colors. So there is no question that the Kansas City Chiefs are a challenge, but each step of the way they've shown they're ready for whatever comes their way. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't know if I can say it much better than what you just said. You're absolutely right. I mean, you went a little over top with the Joe, Mo- Joe Montana thing, but listen. <laughs> well, with a, that Niners offensive a, line, it might not have mattered. It's the day after NFC Championship victory. I'm going to roll with you. There you go. Keep I'm going. I'm going to roll yeah. with you on that um, because that's how dominant this defense looked yesterday. Listen, I know we Jalen Hurts is the quarterback of this team, and he usually gets the headlines at the games, and I thought he would be the headliner coming out of yesterday's game but yesterday's game no offense to Jalen Hurts was not about Jalen Hurts yesterday's game was about that defense yeah and you've been a big Jonathan Gannon 
supporter. So have I. But you've been out there at the forefront. I don't know what it is with you and defensive coordinators. You were misguided <laughs> with Jim Schwartz. Well, but they did win a Super Bowl. They did. They yeah. did, giving up 600 points. Yeah. But, I mean, 600 yards. And only seven the game before. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> yeah you're right. But when they had to play a real quarterback, yeah, we yeah, saw right, what right, happened. All right, yeah. all right, we don't need to go down that road, Elliot. <laughs> you, I'm with you on Jonathan Gannon. Yeah. No, no doubt about it. And he's going to get his biggest and most, most difficult test against the game's best. Yeah. We'll get into, I don't want to talk about that just yet. We'll, we'll get into that. But it will be a totally different beast going up against Patrick Mahomes. Don't fool yourself thinking that it won't be. But yesterday, that defense, I thought, with Hassan Reddick, man, my goodness, Hassan I mean, Reddick. So – Man, he did. Man, he dominated that game. And that's two straight games. He had two sacks last week on the opening drive against the Giants to yeah. set the tone for that game. Man, when you talk about free agent signings that Howie has hit on, even when they signed Hassan Reddick, and I knew that he came with a nice resume, double-digit sacks, first-round draft pick. I knew all of that. Yeah. I didn't know it was going to be this. Dude. I didn't know it was going to be this. So he's, <laughs> My goodness. he's having arguably the best season an Eagles edge rusher has ever had. When well, you think since about Reggie White. Since Reggie White, yeah, yes. like even back then. Yeah. So since December started, right, when it became important games, playoff implications, playoff games, he has 11 and a half sacks since then. That's more than Micah Parsons and Bosa combined. <laughs> he's completely outplayed both of them the last two months when these games have really mattered. And I think what makes him such a special player, and really what makes the defense so special, but him particularly, when he gets to the quarterback, he changes games. He doesn't just make sacks. He forces fumbles. He hits the quarterback. He rattles him. So what's been really impressive to me is not only that he gets there, he is so good at being a heads-up player that once he's there to think about knocking the ball out, to make sure he gets that hit on the quarterback. Yeah. And it's just so consistent, to your point. I mean, that game was close early on, right, 7-7. Seven to seven. But I thought Reddick, that play with the forced fumble for, per for Purdy, not just knocking him out of the game, because, again, I think they would have won anyway, mm -hmm. but just creating that turnover I thought was, if not the most important play of the game, it was certainly right up there with helping them put the Niners away. No, it was the biggest play in the game. It yeah. just was. It, it basically crippled the 49ers offense for the rest of the game. The 49ers defense tried to hang in there as long as they could, but when you aren't getting any – anything from your literally offense. nothing yeah. yeah you're not getting anything from your offense and they're going to turn the ball over it becomes deflating for defense and i thought in the fourth quarter late in that third quarter you saw frustration start to set in and they started committing dumb dumb penalties yeah they were trying and, to fight the, i mean the eagles players i thought maybe <laughs> should have backed up a little bit like they have a super bowl to right play. That's, that was yeah. my thinking i'm in like hey weeks, we got yeah. we got another game to right, play exactly. don't get suspended but but you're right that the uh the 49ers offense really put their defense in bad spots but think about this mm -hmm. the eagles put up 21 points on the niners in the first half yeah. right they were on pace for 42 points if they didn't just pull back they probably would have easily you know gotten into the 40s against a defense that all week was your number one scoring defense it's gonna be such a problem they put 21 points up in the first half and Jalen wasn't even that great right he missed yeah. AJ Brown but real quick on Jalen I do want to say this mm -hmm. I think that yesterday's game also showed why he can be the franchise quarterback because look he didn't have a ton of highlight plays but he had a third down conversion early on that was huge the fourth down throw to Devontae, which probably wasn't a catch, but it was a big conversion. Yeah. But the most important thing is he never put that ball in harm's way. 
ever. The only thing that he had to do once Purdy went out was take care of the ball, and he did it. And he's yeah. unbelievable at it, especially against that Niners defense that was trying everything they could do. I mean, they were literally throwing punches at the ball trying to get it out. And Jalen was so smart with the ball, and that's why that game was never in question because there was never a concern that Jalen was going to make that dumb play to let the Niners get back into it. Yeah. I mean, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, once you once you realize that the other team is going to have a difficulty scoring, you don't have to take unnecessary chances. Right. You don't have to be risky. All you really have to do is allow the 49ers to bury themselves. Yeah. And, and that's exactly what happened. Even when Josh Johnson got in there, you know, he's a veteran quarterback, and he went out there and was scared to death for the Eagles' defensive front. Yeah. He was getting hit. He didn't know what the, when he fumbled that snap, it's because he took his eyes off the ball. Yeah. Absolutely. So I, I, I completely agree with you. Jalen's ability to manage the game, understand the situation, and fight against the temptation of trying to be the reason for why you win. That sometimes is more important than anything, understanding the situation of the game. A hundred percent. But also back to what you said at the top, because I think it, it was a great point. Like, no one should take this for granted. Like, when the season began, we all knew the roster was good. We all knew they could make the playoffs. Expecting this... No one expected this. No. Career years out of everybody. AJ, yeah. Reddick, right? Miles Sanders, Devontae, everyone on the defensive side of the ball. Jalen's in MVP finals. And, and again, think about 2017. Sweated out the win against the Falcons. And then against the Vikings, the score ended up being obviously a blowout. But early on, they were down 7 to nothing. They needed a pick six. The way this team has made a mockery of the two teams they faced, it's special. Like, we might never see anything like this again in terms of, again, resting the quarterback in the fourth quarter because the other team isn't even competitive. That's how good this team has been. So, you know, I think this team is set up for success in the future. Jalen's great. Howie's great. Nick's great. What we're in right now, enjoy it because it's extremely special and it's historic. Well, I'll tell you, one man that was enjoying it yesterday down there on the field with his family, with his teammates, Eagles left tackle Jordan Mailata. He's in the building. We're going to get him up here next. Take a quick break. We'll come back. We're down here at Chickies and Pete's in South Philly, right here on 94 WIP. It is second down and five. Ball at the 13. Hurts gives it off against Sanders. Five into the end zone. Kelsey. Jason Kelsey. What an unbelievable job. Kelsey, Jordan Mailata off that left side. You can see the alley created on the left side, and Miles Sanders just uses his speed to get the ball into the end zone. He did it. He opened it up. You were exactly right. And Miles Sanders scored his second touchdown of the game and the second of his career in the postseason. How about that? How about that? Welcome back, Sports Radio 94 WIP. It's the Chickies and Peach Players Lounge. We're at Chickies and Peach in South Philly. By the way, fantastic crowd tonight. Here to celebrate our beloved Philadelphia Eagles and watch the uh, Philadelphia 76ers on TV tonight as they take on the Orlando Magic. But I believe most people are here to see one of the stars of yesterday's NFC Championship game, your 2022-2023 NFC champion, Eagles left tackle, Jordan Mailata in the house. Oh, man. What's up, Jordan? How you doing, big man? Thanks for having me back, guys. Oh, oh, I missed you coming guys. back, man. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Well, your life's about to get real busy, so I appreciate you coming through for the mm -hmm. Players' Lounge. Yeah, and as it is customary, 
when you guys win a game, you get the benefit of sitting next to me and letting you hear. You got to take off my headphones. Victory! All right, Jordan, that's the third one the other day, and that's probably yeah. the weakest one I had today. Sorry. But I got closer to passing out that time, though. I really did. Um, He'll get a super one in two weeks. Yesterday, my brother. Now, yesterday's game, I'm not going to sit here and act like it was easy for you all to do what you did yesterday. But as a fan, it was nice once we got to the like third quarter, middle of the third quarter. Listen, we started, yeah. yeah Fourth we, quarter. Well, for some of us, it started in the third quarter, believe me. I was good at halftime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, believe me. I know you guys were still putting forth a 100% effort. But it really was a great win yesterday, man. 31-7. to First half was, was real tight, back and forth. That 49ers defense certainly showed up. But as, as it is, in games like this, you start to turn the ball over, and that'll be the difference in the game. You guys put together a wonderful drive to go up 14-7. to And then, um, I was gonna, did I say Tampa Bay already? I was getting ready. No, thought, you didn't. I thought but, I was yeah. getting ready to say Tampa Bay right there. San Francisco, with Josh Johnson in there, they fumbled the ball. You guys get another touchdown. It's 21-7. to And then it, it really almost felt like the 49ers – weren't going to be able they wouldn't be able to climb that hill and, and get back in that game just your thoughts on how the game played out yesterday i mean our defense uh man they played outstanding mm. you see the the stats they they pulled off in the game and, and it's just amazing they gave they gave us uh, some space to work with and uh you know we capitalized on it um so man honestly man turnovers man the, the turnover differential pretty much showed how the game was going to go and um what we had to do was protect the football on offense and, and score points and uh, you know, just keep executing on the, on the drives. So I, I thought a pivotal moment in the game was when you guys went for it on fourth and one from your own territory. Uh, I think it was still 7-7 seven to seven at that point, if I'm not mistaken. That was a drive where you went and took the lead. We've talked to you about it all season, but for Nick Sirianni in that spot, to, to go for it on fourth, in the, again, in that spot, in that game with that score, what did that mean to you guys as an offense for him to show that belief in you uh, that you guys could do it there? Yeah, I think it just comes down to the, the trust that we've built throughout the year. Mm -hmm. Now that I've had time to actually reflect on it and not yeah. give a, uh, a ridiculous answer in the locker room <laughs> last night. Um, you know, so I think it's just the trust that we've built um, throughout the whole season. And uh, just really, you know, when it comes down to those points, can we execute and, mm -hmm. you know, can, do we have a, a repertoire of plays to, to select from, you know, that's not just a quarterback sneak because, you know, that's what every defense is expecting now. Well, no defense can stop it, though, so <laughs> fail no safe. reason to reinvent the wheel in that one. Yeah. Really? It, it is a good fail safe, but, yeah. um, you know, it's just, I think it just comes down to that relationship and, and the trust that we've built with the coaches and the players uh, in order to go off and execute those fourth down plays in crucial moments of the game. Well, four rushing touchdowns yesterday. That, that, that first one with Miles Sanders, it didn't look like anybody touched Miles Sanders on that yep. run. Do you remember the play? Break, break that down for us a little bit. Uh, man, whenever we go in the red zone, man, it's like, uh, like we're sharks, you know, sniffing <laughs> blood in the water. You know, we know we want to get the touchdown. And when, whenever we get a run called, you know, we, we want to execute our, um, our technique right. Um, and uh, Landon, Kelsey, and uh, Isaac and Lane hit beautiful, you know, that's clinic tape, what they did. If you watch it again, they just executed the uh, technique right and, and destroyed their double teams. And, yeah. The threat Easy of, walk in for miles there. Well, that too, and then having uh, you know, a dual threat quarterback as your QB, right. and they kind of hold the linebackers in their places. And, and you saw that with Fred 
Uh, and that's you know, how you get Miles walking in untouched. I, I literally saw on a few plays where Fred Warner, you talk about freezing the linebacker, Jalen puts that ball in the belly of the running back. Fred Warner didn't move one nope. step until – I mean, I'm literally seeing other players moving, yeah. and he's just really sitting yeah. there waiting to make sure Jalen doesn't have the ball. Yeah, I mean, you know, Jalen is a threat in many ways with his legs, with his arms, and just with his presence. And, and you saw that in the game yesterday and the way it affected uh, Fred. So going into the game, there was a lot of talk about the Niners' defense and their front seven in particular, how physical they are, uh, Bosa. Um, I thought you guys played really well, but I'm curious from your perspective, just during it, I mean, it was one of the better games I think the offensive line played. How, how did you think the offensive line uh, did yesterday and just kind of what did it feel like to really be able to you know, push them around, especially in the running game? Yeah, I think um – you know, we, we always are concerned about how we execute our techniques. But, you know, throughout the week you hear about, you know, the, this is the number one run defense yep. and you hear all that. You, you can't help but hear it. It's everywhere you go. It's well, you get under, asked about it probably, you know, 15 you know, times a week. And you would give the stock answer. Of, yeah, you know, exactly. We're just going to worry about ourselves. But, you know, it felt great. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's the gods on the street. It felt great to, to, you know, accept the challenge of, you know, who can be the physical, the most physical and the toughest and longest. And, uh yeah, I think I think everyone on that offensive line was on the same page yesterday, man. Just just from the second run play being yeah. bored. Yep. They were trying to set a statement, so trying to set the tone early. It's, it's whoever can set the tone early. To, to honest, to be honest, in the trenches. Yeah. So, how about your your your, your right tackle partner? Uh, um, the job he did on oh Nick Bosa days. yesterday. Nick Bosa made one play yesterday. Yeah. And that was it. And I think it, I don't know. I think it was the tight end that was blocking him. I don't even think it was Lane. That I don't was think Lane him. gave up a pressure. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So yeah, how about the job Lane did over there oh, yesterday? Man. Lane's special, man. He's unbelievable. That's why he's a captain, man. I mean, you see the way he he played on basically one leg. Basically. Yeah, I mean, the, basically one. You leg. almost forget that he's injured because yeah. you don't really yeah. see signs of it out there. Exactly. You just like, what is going on? This guy looks normal, uh, but everybody knows the the sacrifices he's done to to get to the position he's in, you know, to be able to play in the postseason. And man, he's right, just amazing job he did yesterday, man. Amazing job. What was the uh, the mood of the team like? I mean, just being down at the stadium, and I'm sure I can speak to this too. The crowd was unbelievable before the game. The pregame show, the place was absolutely rocking. Like, what was the vibe like when just before kickoff, and uh, you know, in the locker room and amongst you guys? Man, it, it, was, it was actually pretty good, man. It was, it was amazing in that locker room, man. It was wasn't you know, overconfident, wasn't cockiness. It was right. just. The focus. Everybody was focused on their role, executing their job, man. And when you get all the guys on the team knowing their role, understanding what they have to do to execute and win the game, Pretty you get special. what you get yesterday. You re- they introduced the offense yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was that like running out onto the field? That was pretty special. Yeah. It was pretty special. <laughs> That's pretty cool. You're going to hear a lot of those over the yeah. next two weeks. Yeah, so. and, and, and the crowd was pumped up. We want to continue to dive into the game and then obviously the big deal is to get into the celebration of you guys getting a chance to enjoy um the victors i mean uh, the spoils of your of your hard work getting a chance to enjoy that uh yesterday just getting back to the run game and the fact that four rushing touchdowns and you talk about Jalen's impact on the running game we started was the third quarter i think it was when he started to get involved in the running game a little bit more a little more i thought yeah 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 so what was that like having him out there he sort of was reserved with the running game and then he he kind of became assertive 
Yeah, well, when you have a QB like Jaden, you have to be smart on how you utilize him. You know, you got to be smart, especially when he's you know coming back off an injury. You don't want to re-injure the shoulder, right. you know. And uh, so you, you got to devise a plan that's going to protect uh, everybody on that on the offense, and especially the playmaker. And uh, you, you just saw it. If you watch the game again, man, you just see the presence of just him being on the field, man. The, the eyes that he attracts. I mean, you would have thought he played offensive line with the holes he was <laughs> the holes he was creating just by you know just right. by standing there and, and or just you know, handing the ball off to the QB and doing a quick sprint to the right, just you know dragging the, the linebacker's eyes, mm. defender's eyes. It, yeah. It's just amazing, it's just amazing, man. The the, 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 the talent alone is, is not enough. You, you you've got to see the skill set. And the presence on the field, man. When you watch film, you got to remember that defenses play uh, dual threat quarterbacks different. Yeah, I got. I got to ask you on the first touchdown drive, opening drive of the game. By the way, two weeks in a row, you guys got the ball. You didn't win the toss. The other team won the yeah, toss. I, Ike's Mister takes the ball happy. at the kickoff. Yeah, I was happy. Exactly. All See, yes, happy. yes. So the I was analytics department well. was mad, but it's okay. Dude, I was, I was like, yes. So big decision, fourth and three. Nick goes for it, true to form. That's what he's done all year. You're not going to get in the NFC Championship game and all of a sudden become conservative. I wasn't surprised they went for it. The play to Devontae Smith, Mm. hell of a catch by him. Mm. We see later that it wasn't a catch. But from your perspective, take us through that play happening and then you see Devontae getting up and he's he's hitting his fist. Is Is that a signal to you guys to hurry up? Take, well, kind of walk us through that a little bit. Yeah, the I mean, that was a hell of a play by uh, Smitty on, yeah. on both fronts, mentally and physically. And you, you see the catch, you're just like, what the hell? <laughs> but when you see him get up from the catch immediately, you know, we have a protocol where if it's like a, if he's unsure that he's caught it, get up and, and we, we all race the lines, get set, get a play in so they can't call it. Um, and, and that's what we did, you know. And a lot of, a lot of people don't understand situational awareness that, that's that's where you gotta you know coach has got to be like gotta throw that flag quicker man yeah a finger on the trigger you, you, you're so <laughs> right well and the fact that you all are prepared for situations yeah. like that speaks to Nick Sirianni Dude, having you guys prepared I'm telling you this team is like situationally more aware than I than any team I've ever been a part of and that's just the emphasis that Sirianni and his coaching staff put on every Saturday we have a, we have team meetings just going through the simple stuff that we may forget right. It really seems like you guys are, are clicking on all cylinders at the right time. And not just to, to that with the Smitty thing and that, you know, the fundamentals, all that. It really feels like uh, after that December, maybe bit of a swoon where you weren't playing great, everything is coming together uh, at the right time. Do you guys feel that? Like, do you feel like you're playing your best football? 100%. Uh, but e- even now, we still there's still things that we left out on the field, man. And, you know, that's just the standard that – the coaches have said, and when you play to that standard and fall short, you, you know when mm-hmm. you, we still haven't put out or we've left stuff out on the field that you know we wish we could take back and, and you know, run again. But it's just all part of the process, man. you got to learn from it. Take your wins and losses when they come, man. Well, you, have to, you guys have not taken a lot of losses this no. year. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You haven't taken very many losses. And, and to be honest with you, um, you played a couple of tight games, you know, late down the stretch. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of games where, but for the most part, man, you guys have been able to take care of business. And I think that's the thing that I can appreciate with this football team more than anything is that you don't play down to your, uh, your level of competition. 
Some could say that might have happened in Indianapolis in that game, but that's the only one. Washington, but that's really it. Yeah. I mean, you guys usually take care of business, right? It, it, usually it takes for another team to have to play up to your level, which most teams have not been able to match your level of play this year. Yeah, I mean, again, that's that's just another thing that we focus on, just focusing on ourselves, man, yeah. and, and not playing down to the level of our opponents, like you said. Um, Sirianni and the coaching staff, once again, a great emphasis on that, of not of not uh, you know doing doing what you just said, yeah. um, and just focusing on ourselves and building that culture and making sure that the process is around us and only yeah. us, nothing else. Love it. Love it, man. Jordan Mylotta, ladies and gentlemen. Love it. Love it. We'll take a quick break. And we come back. Okay, now we've gotten through all the X's and O's of that game yesterday, all the nuts and bolts. You know, I'm ready to get into the party of yesterday's game. I need to find out what it was like on that field, what it was like in the locker room, who's lighting up cigars in the locker room. I need to know all that stuff. We'll get Jordan Mylotta. He'll take us into the locker room and down on the field when we come back. We're Chickies and Pizza South Philly right here on 94WIP. When did you first hear of the Super Bowl, and now you're going to be playing in it? I uh, first heard of the Super Bowl when uh, Beyonce was performing at halftime show. <laughs> uh, so shout out to uh, Beyonce. Hold on, you okay with that, Mrs. Uh, Jordan over there? <laughs> I didn't know if the Mrs. was okay over there. I'm sure Beyonce yeah. wasn't expecting yeah. to get shouted out uh, that game yesterday. Believe me, a, a lot of wives have had to, you know, accept their husband saying shout out to Beyonce. She's my auntie. Nicole Kidman's my auntie. Well, we got Rihanna at the Super Bowl this year. Oh, how so. about that? Yeah, you got Rihanna. He won't get a chance to see it. No, but I'll be watching. Yeah. You know who we had? We had Paul McCartney. <laughs> okay. Hey, man. I mean, look. Hey, he's man, a legend, come on. but. No, hell no. Hell no. Keep, keep <laughs> no. it real. Hell well, he's no. a legend. I'm not saying I, you know, I listen to any of his music, but. No, hell no. We had Paul McCartney, man. Why didn't we get Jay-Z or somebody? Yeah. Well, you were in the locker room the whole time, man. That's true, but I'm just saying, though. I should have known it was a bad Who omen. Who was it in uh, 17? It was uh, Justin Timberlake. Yeah, you're right. It was Justin Timberlake. Yeah, because yeah. he did the Prince thing, and we, yeah, yeah. We, we, we wasn't feeling that. Yeah. yeah. He did the hologram thing, yeah. yeah I, not I, the uh, move. Did not watch that halftime <laughs> performance. He was watching Beyonce's yes, halftime yes. performance on uh, How about YouTube? that, though? Yeah. Okay, so actually yesterday... Yeah, DJ Jazzy Jeff, uh, yep. DJ Jazzy Jeff. There you go. Yesterday at the stadium performing at halftime, that was pretty cool. Miss Anita Baker sung the national anthem. You got a chance to hear her. How cool was that? Yeah, that was amazing. That was awesome. Jalen has basically introduced someone to her. <laughs> None of you guys were born when she was hot, like when she was really <laughs> on top of her game. But the fact that Jalen has is. Been on record saying it's his favorite uh, singer. Yeah. He's basically introduced Anita Baker to most of y'all, hasn't he? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> See, pretty I knew much. it. <laughs> pretty much everybody. Pretty much everybody. Yeah. Well, yeah, whoever got, yeah. oh, dude, I didn't really know who she was until Jalen said it in Chicago. But, <laughs> I mean, whoever did that, it was a great call. To oh, no doubt. Get Jalen yes. fired up for that, uh, for that game. Not yeah, that he needed sure, any extra, sure. uh, any extra you know, So, emphasis. take me, brother. Um. It gets to a point where you kind of know that the victory is about to happen. They bring in some of the backups. You get Gardner Mitchell. First of all, uh, the scuffle, Trent Williams. Come on, man. Man. (laughs) What the hell? I I think they knew it was over when the Niners just started hitting them for no reason. What what was that all about? And and you guys had to refrain from going out there and protecting your your, your brothers. So I know that couldn't have been easy for you. 
I mean, yeah, that, that happened in the, uh, what, like five minutes, six minutes ago in the game? Something yeah. like that, Some yeah. That. Well, they pushed Jalen, I think, before that, too, mm-hmm. out of bounds. Yeah. yeah. Right. Dude, just the situational awareness, man. Like, you got to know that, you know, if you're kicking somebody's ass, mm-hmm. you, you know that uh, you gotta, you got to be smarter with your decisions and tempers are going to be flaring and mm-hmm. you got to be smart with how, uh, you know, you react. And I think for me, I took a big step yesterday. Usually I'm like the enforcer. I didn't see red, man. I, yeah. I was worried about Jalen's you know, health right. and, and safety first. Sure, sure. But then immediately I just turned around to see who I was trying to, you know, because ZP, man, Zach Pascal, man, yeah. I love him. Oh, love he, him, was, man. he was certainly seeing red. So, so let me ask you. Kayvon, too. Did you, did you get any of that? Um, did you sense any of that from the, the Niners defense when, you know, you guys were out there a series or two earlier than that? So I'm wondering, did you, like, sense any chippiness from those guys then? Um, not they do a lot of talking whole, out yeah, there. Not really talking. Just the, the whole game was physical. Okay. Even down to the last second. Um, and, you know, you don't really – it didn't really feel like they, you know, raised their intensity. I mean, you see that uh, the, the, the bloody oh, yeah. peanut punching punch ball. Yeah, Dude, I like thought that was hilarious. I was there, like, yeah. hey, let's be honest. That was hella accurate. <laughs> Dude, he didn't miss a single They showed time. the replay. Yeah. He hit the ball every time. If he would have missed time, one way or the other, he's gone. Like, <laughs> I, was, I was like, Dude. That's that's probably you know a douche move to do, but I was like, yeah. dude, you are hella accurate. Yeah, and it's, it certainly didn't look good watching it. Yeah. You're like, man, is he punching him? Like, is he really just yeah. sitting here punching the guy? It was good fundamentals in a way. You know? <laughs> He'll be on Sirianni's teach well, tape coach, on that. Yeah. Yeah. Probably, yeah. probably will be. Yeah, yeah, probably will be. So at some point, you're on the sideline, mm-hmm. and that clock is winding down. When did you? When, when did it hit you that man? We're about to go to the Super Bowl. Man, right before Trent Williams did that stupid thing, man. Oh, okay. I have a lot of respect for Trent too, man, but. I was like, damn. Clock's winding down. I was like, oh, this is, this, it's hitting me. And then you just see the whistle. You hear the whistles. You see everyone get up, start clearing the benches. I'm like, what's going on? What's going on? Oh, so and right in that moment is right when you was just starting right to. Right before yeah. that, man. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, man, this is awesome. It's a great feeling. And then, um, yeah, trying to snap back into, you know, we still got a game to finish. Yeah. And then that happened. And then I was just trying to pull everyone off, you know, trying to, try like, hey. Game's over. Yeah, so I was just trying to calm him down. Game's over. Right. Don't do anything stupid. And we're going yeah, because you guys still got another game. Yeah, yeah. You, you had something so to play for. We're going to Super Bowl. They're not. I said, right. we got something to play for. I said, come back, sit down. Man. And I saw Fletcher trying to keep guys. Fletcher was doing that, too? Yeah, he was trying to keep guys from getting on the oh, field. He was no. doing that, too. I, listen, I think all you veterans did a wonderful job with it. Because when you see one of your brothers out there yeah. get, get pulled down, your natural instinct is, I'm going out there to protect him, especially when you see a big guy like Trent Williams doing yeah. that. Yeah. But I was glad, I was, like you said, I'm glad the cooler heads prevailed and you guys yeah. sort of kept control of your emotions. So, so once the Niners started just trying to hit you guys and the clock was, it was actually over, what was it like on that field? When, you know, the, the game hit, hit zero, the confetti's falling, they're building the stage. I mean, what will you remember for, from that moment? Um, all the fans that stayed. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that was pretty cool. Yeah. You know, usually after a game, you, you can start seeing all the uh, the empty chairs. Um, yeah, that parking lot is tough. <laughs> oh, dude. That's tough Getting to get out of here. Tough. <laughs> Getting home was tough. They're, they're celebrating the trophy. He's like, man, it's going to be tough to get out of this parking lot. Yeah, yeah 100%. Oh, saying, you, yeah, 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 you know that's what a lot of people are Oh, for are sure. Thinking, yeah, 100%. Yeah, I mean, that, that's one thing I'll take away. Um, you know, that, just, just the uh, everything – it was basically a culmination of everything that we've worked for and mm-hmm. you know just 
again, take that up, check that off the list of our goals this year. Um, you know, it was, it was very special, and to do it with my brothers in the field, man, that, that was awesome. That well, was just what, an awesome feeling. One thing that really stood out to me was everyone's family was down there. Like, you saw so many people that had, you know, significant others, whatever, but Nick preaches about family so much, and you just talked about doing it for your brothers, and, and that's your team, but I thought it was cool how much family was down there to celebrate with everybody. Yeah, I mean, that, that, was, that was great, too. Uh, there was a lot of people down there. It was, yeah. A lot of people down there. Um, I mean, Sirianni had, like, 35. <laughs> oh, yeah, his, yeah. He has 35 family yeah, exactly. himself. Yeah. Yeah. He had a whole team with him there, yeah. Uh, man, I was, it was cool, man. It was just cool to see, you know, we sacrificed a lot uh, as players, but our families, too. Yeah. They sacrificed a lot, and, and not everybody knows that, man. Mm-hmm. Our significant others, um, you know, they, they, they sacrificed a lot for us, and... I'm not just saying that because my missus is here. I was going to say, here. yeah. No, that's just, that's just the truth, truth man. Yeah. And I mean, like, you know. Yep. No, sorry, Ellie. No, I'm not sorry. sorry. <laughs> again, <laughs> again, I did win the media you know, football competition <laughs> twice. People forget that. But, but no, I do. There was, I mean, you know, there was a video of you getting emotional uh, yeah. on the field afterwards. I think it's special for everybody to go to the Super Bowl. But with everything, you know, from where you came mm-hmm. to now, you're going to play in the biggest football game there is in the world in front of the most people. I mean, just what does that mean to you? I mean, I, 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 could, I could feel the, uh, the tears coming. So right after the game, <clears throat> soaking it all in, I'm trying to find my missus as fast as I could because <laughs> I could feel them coming. Yeah. And I found her, and yeah, yeah. I didn't realize there were like 25 different camera angles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I think damn. for the next two weeks, everything you do is going to be videotaped. Yes. So I was like, be. dude, what's going on? But, yeah, it hit me. hit me, man. It, I've never really, like, self-reflected. Mm-hmm. on you know the journey to to where i am now and i think it just kind of hit me last night you know hearing everybody say we're going to the super bowl it was, it was very surreal um and emotional for me so yeah it was cool man it, it was it was a cool feeling just to yeah. everything that you know i've sacrificed and, and worked for is, is is sort of paying off yeah and 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 you shouldn't take it for granted right you should you know soak it in it's why you do all the hard work you do in the off season is to put yourself in this position for a championship that can tie you and your brothers together for the rest of your lives as a champion. So to be in that moment last night, uh, that had to be pretty cool for you. Jalen, we don't necessarily get a chance to see him show um, the type of emotions he showed last night, being excited, smiling, singing the fight song. By the way, does, doesn't sound as good as you do singing yeah. the fight song, but that was a tough he gave, spot he for gave me a good too. run, though. He gave me a good run. How, how, how cool was that to see your guy sort of step out of his comfort zone? And, and maybe you guys get to see that side of him, but a lot of us don't. Yeah, we, we always see that side of Jay, so you know, it's no, no surprise for us. Uh, to be honest, I had no idea he was leading the fight song. I was in the middle of an interview off to the side of the stage, and uh, I just heard everybody start singing, and... I start singing and realize, I look on the stage and I see him. <laughs> I was like, what is going on right now? Uh, but he, oh, man, great job, man. Great job, man. He showed emotion. Everybody's like, he doesn't show emotion. Yeah. yeah. And the one time is. he does, they <laughs> No, no, I, I think the fans, that's, that type of stuff will endear you to these fans for life, man. They yeah. love that. They love that. And the fact that he showed that on that stage, mm-hmm. it means that much more. Because, quite frankly, you don't necessarily get players 
especially early in their career, that are singing the fight song. And now, no, I, the words, I don't think I, I knew the fight song until my until my career was over with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wonder I mean, what was going through his head when Terry was like, "Why don't you sing the fight song?" Yeah, hey, Terry set him up, man. Yeah, Terry did. That's what I mean. Terry Bradshaw. Yeah. They at least put the words on the jumbotron. For so me. take us in the locker room. Take us in the locker room. What, what was that like in the locker room? The celebration, Nick. Did he have? Did he have a big breakdown? Did Jalen have a breakdown for you guys? He did. They both had breakdowns. Okay. Um, I'm remember, sure we'll I remember, see, we'll see Jason. Yeah. Yeah. I remember walking in and uh, walking down the tunnel with Covey. And as soon as we hit the two doors that, uh, that we usually come out of, I could smell all the cigar smoke. Oh, and yeah. I was like, oh, wow, there's already a party going on in there. <laughs> you walk in, you see everybody dancing, having a good time, celebrating with each other. You see Slay on Instagram Live. I'm pretty sure you guys saw that. <laughs> Everyone um, goes on live. Every, Miles everybody, was on live. My phone Slay was just going was... off. Everybody was going on live. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <clears throat> but, um, you know. I, I found my brothers first, man, my, my O-line brothers, and mm-hmm. we hugged it out, said congratulations, and, you know, good game. <clears throat> um, and then I found the coaches, found Stout. I found Stout on the field, actually. He was, yeah, a, he was the second yeah. person I found. Yeah. Actually, I lied, because my missus, Landon, and then Stout. <laughs> That's who I found. That was the hierarchy. There you go. the hierarchy. <clears throat> no, I was going to say the same thing. I, when I walked in the locker room for it, when they let the media in, it was like walking into a wall of smoke just with all the uh, cigars. I mean, people, I think what stands out about, about the team is you guys have a great combination of veterans who have been there, but young guys that really kind of fuel the emotion at the same time. You know, yeah. like Kelsey's been there. Kelsey was excited he's made it, but yeah. he's been to the Super Bowl. Guys like Miles, uh, you know, Quez Watkins, AJ. You could really see Darius Slay, how mm-hmm. excited they were yeah. to, to have won that game. Yeah, and you too. Obviously. It kind of really, I mean, that that just me crying on the field is just a culmination of everything that we've all sacrificed together. Yeah. Hard work, yada yada yada. Still hasn't hit me yet, man. I, I still haven't watched my film with Stout. That's probably okay. what I'll do tomorrow. Just okay. stick to the process. <laughs> just you know, I got it's got to be the same keep for me. I got to keep yeah. it, keep it. Uh, I was gonna say, know. what is the week like for you? What's what's your are you guys' I, schedule? Listen, I have no idea. We're going in tomorrow for a team. Oh, meeting. you guys are going in tomorrow uh, okay. for a team meeting, right? And then a lift, I think after. Right. Um, but, yeah, which I think we're discussing how the schedule is going to look for the next you know, two weeks. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, I know how usually you try to get the bulk of your game planning done this week. So next week it's kind of like fine-tuning everything once you get out there because they're going to be pulling on you guys from all directions once you aren't on a practice field. Uh, so many different media obligations you try you try to get most of the work done this week i'm actually i was gonna ask like this uh you've been in a super bowl what advice would you give to a player who hasn't been who hasn't been there before um i would try to get all the family stuff done as soon as possible you're not going to please everybody right is there's gonna be some 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 tough conversations for those who may not be able to come but Getting that situated first and foremost would be a, a, a huge weight off your shoulders. And that way you can get back to just getting into your own routine yeah. of getting prepared for a game. Because the family travel is the only real distraction mm. that could pull at a player because it's hard to turn off the family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't really have a choice. Hey, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. There's yeah. no off switch there. Yes. Yeah. What about uh, advice for family in Australia? That's across the, the world. <laughs> yeah, Ike's family was coming from where? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Michigan, yeah. Your family. Yeah. It might be a little more expensive, <laughs> yeah. yeah, coming yeah. from Australia. Yeah, Ike's sure. flights were like two hours. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what I did. I, took, I got the immediate family, uh-huh. right? Uh, wife, kids, uh, my mother, 
and for my in-laws and other extended families that we I, I gave them a certain amount of money and said the Super Bowl party is on me so whatever Super Bowl party they threw to watch us play I basically gave them more than enough to be able to cover that since I couldn't pay for flights and hotels for everybody. <laughs> there you go. See, this is, this is the mean, advice you need. Like, there you go. That's great advice. Believe me, with my family, a little cash in hand, they'll take no, that with no problem. Yeah. Actually, that's not great advice. Yes, that, cash is always good. That's not great advice. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, brother, congratulations on yesterday. I hope you've had a chance to at least take it in. How about these fans? They've been fantastic. Um, we can't wait. To you guys, Super Bowl Sunday, 13 days from now, you take on Kansas City. It's going to be a wonderful experience for you. You've earned it. Good luck to you guys. Yeah. Go back and bring the super, uh, the second Super Bowl trophy back here. Good luck, my friends. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. Jordan Mylotta, everybody. Boy, I wish that could have been a smoother exit, but you can't have everything you want. Uh, we're going to get out of here. Thank you to everybody out here. This will be, I believe, the last players' lounge of the season because, quite frankly, win or lose the Super Bowl, they're not going to want to come back here and talk about it the day after. But thank you to everybody that's come out here for the show all Monday. Taz, Breitmeyer, Buzzkill, great job, guys. Uh, Tucker Bagley back at the station. Thank you, my brother, producing. Up next, Joe Giglio gets you through the rest of the night. Thank you to the owner of the best sports bar in North America, my man Pete Cherokee and his staff. Chicky and Peach Players Lounge has been a wonderful year for us, everybody. Go Birds!